Hello and welcome to the show. Today in space, we're going to try something different. I have my friend John here with me. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to switch it up. Uh, we like talking, but we're going to try and restrict ourselves to, to a certain amount of time. Yeah, let's stick yeah. to it. We've, we've done the hour and a half, three hour, just sit down and talk. Let's do it straight forward. So this episode is going to be about when it when that's too far and that that's science so when does science go too far when when do these things push the boundaries when when do we say enough is enough so that's what we're going to talk about today when are people not in their comfort zones anymore yeah when does it start we're like I don't know. This is uncomfortable. We're, we're it's totally a little too fine far. With the like the phones in the pockets, all that stuff. But there's so mm-hmm. much more, uh, especially in technology, mm-hmm. and it's changing a whole lot of stuff. And a whole lot of people have a whole lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. And I'd imagine some of them would agree that it goes too far. Yeah, whatever and, it may be. And we're so we're so gung ho to have it keep going. Like, oh, just keep progressing in that direction. Yeah, that's no problem. And then all of a sudden, people are like, what is going on? Like, I I hate this. We have to stop this. So. This episode, because we're already going off on a tangent, automation. So when does automation go too far? And, and to keep it topical, we have the, the incident with uh, the Uber, uh, the automated uh, car that, that hit that woman, killed that yep, woman. It was uh, you know? undergoing some testing yep. down in Arizona. There was a guy behind the wheel or a gal, but there was someone behind the Which wheel. Which is good to know. Yeah, that, good to th- know. That was a backup safety Yep, and, yeah. and you know it looks like there wasn't really much that could be done. Mm-hmm. Looks like the sensors, whatever, whatever the case may be, it needs more. We still testing. need to figure it out. Exactly, needs more testing. We, whatever, whatever happened, and that's, I mean, th- before this moment, everything leading up to this was we need to get driverless cars out there. Oh my god, I can't believe it's going to happen. And and this is this is exactly the kind of thing that stopped the space program from progressing in the early years, where we were like, we're going to live in this future. Things happen, and they get in the way. Things get complicated, and we're finally seeing that point here with with self-driving cars. Uh, I mean, I know one of the things for me is definitely it, it comes back to that that the bleeding edge right now of where this is all going. Again, this is just from stuff I've read. I'm not a complete expert, but that's never been the show. So it's getting to that point where when the car is coming up against a bunch of different things, like what does the car do as it gets to a point where it has to pick between on the left, you know, there's, there's a, a, a car on fire with people outside of it in front of them. There's a group of people that are in the way. And then to the right of it, uh, the car will drive off and go off the mountain. Like it has to decide who it's going to save and, and what it's going to like. That is a difficult question. We didn't even get to that point. It's Wait, already killed something. I think it's, it's killed someone. It's awful. It's, you know, it's awful that this, Technology is killing people. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, this was going to happen. It's it's yeah. it stinks that it, now it has happened. Yeah. But yeah, this is people are going to die. People die in so many different mm-hmm. ways nowadays. So this was going to happen. I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't sort of baked into the equation. Right. It's now such a, at least to the general public, it's such a shock that this happened. Mm-hmm. And and it's now now the conversation is. Well, what are we going to do about it? But right. this is the problem has been there. This problem of the, <laughs> why didn't we do that in the first place? <laughs> is the car going to kill me, the driver, or is it going to, in order to save 
the the innocent family who I'm about to run down. Is it a numbers game? If there's three people, does the car say, well, you know, you're only one, so I guess we got to save the three people. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? But I bought you car. Right, exactly. There should me. be some loyalty. Save me. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But these, that's, there's no right or wrong answer to this question, unfortunately. Right. And hopefully, if not, if, if nothing else, hopefully what just happened in Arizona, and not to mention maybe California with a Tesla car, but mm-hmm. but regardless, at least this will expedite this process of we need to write the rules of these self-driving cars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a, a... How quickly those automated cars made it onto the road was pretty honestly worrying. That, that was too far for me. How quickly they got out, because I felt there should have been a little more regulation. I think these cars should be on their own lane so that they can test out the algorithms and test out the self-driving uh, software that is running the uh, maybe it's a I, I'm not even 100% sure how it works but let's test run this stuff like have its own dedicated lane because then it only has to deal with self-driving cars not humans making uh, you know uh, driving around self-driving cars why throw that much at it at, the, at, at right away I mean I, I guess you could be excited about where it's going but you can also be pretty pompous about it it is amazing to think though I remember five or six years ago Mm -hmm. saying in 10 years cars will be driving themselves Mm -hmm. and and people close to me honestly just kind of laughed i i would have never thought that in 2018 we're already talking about our first death by self-driving car and it was testing but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it was testing on a real road with real software so it's the the early stage testing that's kind of been shoved aside and mm-hmm. now we're really into this we want to get this to market next year yep and that's dangerous it is dangerous it is dangerous and i think that's part of the worry some people have with spacex with how fast they're moving um but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about automation so okay so let's switch to the next thing because i think we covered that pretty well what are some th- some things with automation because so automation being something that is automatically doing tasks for you like driving for that example um or or simple tasks like oh this this machine needs to do medical stuff so it needs to go from this tube to this tube to this tube you program that in there to do that now you're not doing it by yourself and then you're free to do it the 3d printing business that i have perfect automation i have a little mini factory that works while i go to work so it's working while i'm working so i'm actually getting double the work done mm-hmm because of that. So there are some wonderful things about automation, but there are also some pretty worrying things, and that's kind of where I want to start. Um, I guess I'll start with, with worry. Um, automation just in general, um, if we're not careful, if we're not prepared and disciplined enough and have a plan when automation takes all the menial tasks out of our lives... We're going to fill it with crap. I mean, think about what we do with our phones. I mean, we are addicted to our phones to a point where it's affecting our sleep, it's affecting relationships, it's affecting how we interact socially. People are sucked into their phones because no one had any idea what it was going to do. Now that we have some foresight with some of this stuff, like if we're going to completely eliminate stuff from humans that they have to do, including their own jobs, if you don't give them a purpose or set up the means or start training people to go after what they're really passionate about and do those kind of things. It's going to be a really just 
not a good world to live in. Well, just based on how much um, time we gave for the the testing of the self-driving cars, and mm-hmm. nope, gotta go faster. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be an extensive plan in place uh, for sure. rolling out household <laughs> automation. Think about how many daily tasks, just taking out the trash and the dishes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Think about how much of that could be automated. Now, yeah. not not without some cost, and not tomorrow, but you could imagine a house that's just sort of cleaning itself. Um, regulating your the climate in the house, dusting Quality of the things. air. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. You push a button and little dusters come out and they clean off all the shelves. Mm-hmm. So that's good, right? Isn't that good that the, this meaningless these meaningless tasks are being completed by robots now? Yeah. But on the other hand, when does it go too far where meaningless tasks now become? tasks that you have a special set of skills to do mm-hmm. now that's being automated mm-hmm. when where is that line where does it become no this is great because no one likes doing this right. and but th- this is bad though let's not automate this right. is it a is it a monetary thing is it a i'm being paid to do this work so i want to continue doing this work mm-hmm. i'm not being paid to take out the trash so you know mr robot you take out the trash right that's too far. I, That's it, too it, far. it is too far, man. I, it, it's it's really it's definitely a scary thing to think about because it, it can go out of control very quickly. Um, I mean, just just another worry of mine. Automation, just in general, and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Um, computers do everything. Automation, like AI, is terrifying. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, like even having a humanoid or a robot that. It's kind of like your part, your your butler, your butler, your yeah. your, butler your, your task maker. You know, your um, someone who's gonna. It's weird. You just <laughs> you you tell it what things to do, and, and yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's the maybe the automated taking out the trash mm-hmm. isn't a trash barrel on wheels. Maybe it's just a dude who lives in your house and kind of looks like you, but it's a robot at the end of the day, right? And you tell him, hey, take out the trash. Mm. I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah. Or how about you go to the grocery store? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like leaving the house. In fact, I don't feel like ever leaving the house. So you do <laughs> everything for me. Um, <laughs> just make sure I don't die. Right. And I'm just going to sit here. Mm. So even if it is meaningless, is it still is it still bad to replace all meaningless work? No, I don't think it's bad. Because think about uh, how much more we can get done. Uh, in today's world, you know, because with what phones have done, phones have given us superpowers, you know, smartphones that we've, we're able to get more done in a shorter, shorter amount of time than we ever would have gotten. Think about how many that. people we can harass in just oh like two God. seconds. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Instantly. We can just, oh, instant you harass. Ruin hundreds of people's oh, day instantly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's, it, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's a tool to be used. And, and I think where we messed up with with the introduction of the phone and the internet and getting things done on computers is instead of saying oh, okay we work 40 hours a week let's make the um, let's make that 40 hour week a better place to be we're going to get more we're going to get more work done but let's not super stress ourselves let's not have ourselves glued to these things on a daily basis where we have to start worrying about the actual color of light that is radiating from that device because that will actually ruin your sleep cycle We've gone too far. That we're literally ruining 
we're 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 moving too fast. We we touched we touched on this a little quick. We're we're moving we're progressing quicker through these things than we're really able to adapt to. Like our adaptability, and I think that's where it happens with a lot of people is a lot of people are just like, whoa, slow down. Like I am not ready for that. You know, and I think you see that on the coast. The coasts are usually the people uh, in the U.S. The people that live on the coast are usually the ones that adopt things early. And then the middle of the country is the one that, you know, it's like, hey, well, if it's helpful, I'll use it. Otherwise, don't really don't really have a use for it. Yeah. Um, Just ask the Amish. And I think that's okay. Um, but there's we're moving so fast, like especially with phones. I mean, what, 10 years since the first iPhone? Um which is crazy how much has happened in that in those 10 years and how it's gone from that first thing to the second thing and that's just a device that does a certain amount of tasks and now let's before we finish so sorry this timing thing is crazy i don't like being timed we're up against it (laughs) up against it so um with just that little amount we've done a lot so i think that's some of the things i'm hopeful for is how much more can we get done um how much more can we do? Like, I'm really hopeful for for space. All the automation is going to help us do so much more on on long term missions in space. We can send some robots to Mars and say mm-hmm. we're going to check in with you in about a year. In the meantime, right. build all this stuff for us, right? Please. Mm-hmm. Assuming that the robots have morals and they appreciate. Oh, uh, we're programming without morals. It'll be excellent. Fine. Excellent. Uh, or the exact morals we want. <laughs> uh oh. And that's another thing. The programmer's morality pro put into the actual thing that's being automated, which is a whole other subject. How do you not have like the Supreme Court? You can't just have you can't have the of Supreme coders. Court issuing law, and then you have yeah. But you guys in Silicon Valley, you can you can do what you want. Yeah. But when it comes to the people, we are the law. And, but the robots, they can be you know killing, hating. Well, and then you talk about robot rights. If robots start getting invested, like into the fray here, like how much do you have to pay a robot? Does can a robot vote? Can a like what? Like th- that's when things get really crazy. Um, so we kind of flew by what we're hopeful for. I can totally what see are you hopeful one for. I can see one party having a strong influence over the. <laughs> hey, why don't you write this into the code? That way they'll vote for us. So even like it, just think of where. And not to go down that rabbit hole, but just think of think of the once you add in that part of it to these robots that are just doing tasks, that's a really, really slippery slope. That doesn't even begin to explain the the change that it, the last 10 years. Yeah, plenty of change. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the beginning of it yet. Right. It, 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 there's so much to come and we have this brief moment to reflect and think about it and put some ideas together to kind of plan for it. Um, and one of the things that's, that's being worked on right now that is, has the ability to make the most ultimate good for us and could be used in the most awful ways is artificial intelligence. So um, from the little that I know, I know there's a bunch of different varying ones. There's obviously the automation we have that gets a single task really done really, really well. Um, and then there's the, the next level, which is being worked on now, um, artificial general intelligence, which is basically it's going to be able to it's it's more like the human brain than anything else. If I got it's able it right. to like interpret 
it's able to do a lot of different tasks re- and dive deep into them and, 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 and go head strong. So you give it a task and it's going to get it done. Um, and that's where some morality things come into it, where it's like, is it, if, if, if human beings are in the middle of it competing, it's completing its task, will it go right through those human beings and get rid of the human beings and eliminate them because they're in the way of the task it needs to make? Well, you just need to give it enough info. So like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, line 200 of code, if there are humans in the way, th- just leave them alone mm-hmm. and, you know, wait until they've gone on their way and then continue your task. Mm-hmm. So just like we've had this self-driving car thing where mm-hmm. maybe the car isn't at this point making a conscious decision this is why we need to do this now yeah because even under the best of circumstances there's still going to be these awful failures of like oh crap we didn't expect the robot to slice the guy in half because he was in the way at the grocery store mm-hmm. yeah. but but because yeah, you were trying to get some watermelons and that guy was standing in the way yeah right so yeah. He had his headphones on. He didn't hear you. The robot's like, I need to get the test done. And he goes right <laughs> he goes right to the guy. Do you like me, master? I got your groceries. I also killed someone. <laughs> the police are out front. It's okay. Oh, man. So, so that's the really terrible thing. And then it can also be weaponized for countries to then use that their intelligence that they've created. Now, this is all the super crazy, super bad, kind of alarmist in a way. Um of what could be possible with artificial intelligence. What I do like about in the space aspect of artificial intelligence, the super or artificial general, whatever, um, is having kind of like a Watson or like a, a dedicated artificial AI that helps run operations on the ship or the colony or, um, wherever they are either on land or another planet or in the spacecraft itself it's going to be automating a lot of the processes, keeping an eye on all the things, able to troubleshoot uh, live, um, and and do the groundwork of data crunching to figure out what we need to do. Like all the stuff we're learning with NASA, with behavior, that can be programmed into the AI. Um, so there's a lot of wonderful things that can be done. And I think space is a good place to do that because it's so difficult. There isn't a lot of, like, at least not yet, we haven't seen where... We have a pretty diplomatic space uh, uh, ambassadorship for Earth. Very, yes. Um, so it's, it's pretty good right now. Um, so it, it, that AI, I, I would assume, will develop in that environment well because it's going to be set for tasks. It's going to be set to keep the crew alive, which is a good basis for what you create an AI around, you know? Um, what's not a good basis is how do we get all of these people to do this stuff the way we want it? Like, that's bad, you know? Um, so AI, it's a tool that could be used, good or bad, and it's just another version of automation that could go way too far. Um, what's a, what's another way for you that it could go too far for automation? You mean AI, AI. Or, or do you mean... AI. AI. What... If, um, how could it go too far? What if, um, and, and who knows what our future leader's title will be called, but whatever, but mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent of the president is, what if the president is Watson or a Watson equivalent mm. or, or better yet, the Supreme Court, Supreme Court, actually it's just Watson or Watson Jr. Whatever the next variation is something mm. that. Not next year, mm-hmm. which, you know, actually at this rate, probably next year. Uh, but just, <laughs> but you know, when the technology is there, 
and we are capable of building something that is just as intelligent as us, mm-hmm. not sinister necessarily, mm-hmm. but also has a good, clear moral compass. Do we let it not take over, but do we give it um, just like the meaningless tasks that we don't want to do? We right. also don't want to answer hard questions sometimes. Right. So we let the Supreme Court or whoever it may be, we let them take care of it. Right. So do we then go to, just like we ask our phones. Do we elect all, AIs to represent us? That, that's, See, that's feasible. It, it would have gone way too far for me way before that when like we were deciding that like who programmed that ai in the first place he's like, going to be like mayor that's watson the whole thing. And you're like, like no like get for out me here. it would have you would have had to have elected the people that would have designed the representative like that's for me that's the only way i would be okay with that where it's like all right mm. you but but then you you cuz how do you even do that you would need people that would have programming knowledge for that and what we're going to like that it's a whole different landscape than we have today like that's not a political landscape where none of our politicians are going to be able to program ai like the people working at wherever this is being worked on are doing that you know they're Assume computer scientists election uh, forget i said the word election but imagine mm-hmm. a scenario in which uh we have this controlled body of yeah. of very smart and well-respected people mm-hmm. and in the, in the AI that, that we're talking about at this point, it couldn't be written down to the line of right. code. It would have to be something that is just born with mm-hmm. like a single thought and then with its processing mm-hmm. is able to. So like a new form its, of life on its own. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so something that has minimal codes mm-hmm. and minimal instruction, mm-hmm. but is able to just sort of, um, take in everything like we would, right? But also isn't biased and isn't mm. lazy or so whatever like, the case. Kind of like uh, data from Star Trek, where it's like he's not really biased by anything. He's just he's an android trying to learn how to be be a human. Um, and he's he's not really bad. He's just he's doing got his, his motivations. Thing. Yeah, he's got his motivations. But I don't want motivations though. I I want okay. something that's that's <laughs> void. Of any, so here's here's the thing. So in in our reality right now, the it's the programmers that give that it, it's all a reflection of the programmer, right? Um, which is something that um, I've just started getting into. It came up. Someone from who used to work at Google is going around. I forget the name, um, but they're going around talking about this. How you know there is a morality, like especially this stuff on our phones, like how those apps are designed, whether they're really eye catching or like they're a they're programmed to be addictive. They want you to be on their app to, to pay for this stuff. So it's like that is they've programmed it with a little twist that's, you know, oh, you know, we want you to do this. So all of that stuff matters. And, and I think people should be held accountable for that stuff, too. Um, to what extent? I have no idea. I'm open to that discussion. Um, but let's go lightning round. Let's challenge each other in automation where things go far. So uh automation of food um like uh, like mcdonald's if mcdonald's goes completely automated um what's too far for you what would be too far for automation in fast food or just food delivery in general i really like you know what actually i'll spin this Mm. it could all be automated if there's one industry where i don't mind where people aren't like a, a robot 
isn't going to shed a hair into my soup. Right. To to put it in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. But um, have you been – there's a McDonald's near us. They've mm-hmm. actually installed uh, – have you been into the one? It's down at the intersection here. Uh, not, no, the, the one that you just redid? They just – I haven't been in there yet. New McDonald's, folks. Yeah. It's, it's like a museum. It's brilliant. So uh, <laughs> it's – what they did is they removed the um, typical cashier counter. Mm. There's still one there if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've replaced them with four touchscreen kiosks mm-hmm. in which uh, if you go into the restaurant to place an order – there is no person there waiting to take your order. It's just a screen, mm-hmm. and you input whatever you want. Now, p- uh, advocates would say, hey, this um, this saves time. This cuts labor costs. But I would say, but you still messed up my order because the guy in back is still mm-hmm. human, and he's he's the one still making the food. Right. So, and nothing, guy in the back, I'm sure you got plenty on your plate. Mm-hmm. But if you automate that too, um, I can't imagine it having a negative impact on me. Now, mm-hmm. if I work in the fast food industry, right. obviously this makes me, uh, this renders me useless. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, and in, in not so much here in America, but in Korea, mm-hmm. um, where all of this, I mean, they've already, they're, they're that, going you, next you know, level. that's yeah. too far. They're no, 10, like that's, you know, 10, 15 years ahead. Yeah. Uh, there, there are more and more, restaurants there that are going completely automated where mm-hmm. there's a head chef and there are a couple of people monitoring everything right. but the food is being prepared mm-hmm. by robots there aren't any waiters or waitresses they come out on little uh it, in like a, a conveyor that's sort of built between all of the booths mm-hmm. your little panel opens up comes out there it is yeah as long as i don't work in that and i feel like we would say this about every industry as long as i'm not in that industry making my living on that right i'm okay mm-hmm. so Food, would would you would you mm-hmm. would you eat food that was made by a robot or would you send it back? No, probably not. But I have no problem with people who want to eat that food. Um, I know that they could definitely get food grade down to the point where it's very sterile. You're not worried about many contaminants. Like basically, like you said, uh, you know, there could be a few chefs and you know, uh, you know, an owner. Um, like you could literally have it where I have it with my 3D printing business, where I have a few little mini factories and I can let them run and there's only one person that really needs to be there and own it so one you could have one owner of the McDonald's uh, automated food uh, restaurant and one guy owns it and he just goes around and maybe he pays a guy to just run all the machines Um, I don't have a problem with that my problem when it goes too far is where so it's the transition from workers, human workers, to automation. Does Is the company simply doing it to cut costs? And if so, I think there should be like, are you just going to hire, just get rid of the whole workforce once you have enough money to go automated? Um, that probably won't happen, but sh- shouldn't there be a plan in place? Um, do you have to pay per machine um, or, or the equivalent, tax. yeah, the equivalent of how many humans it would take to do that task. Like, I'm open to the discussion of how do you because you're removing people from an industry and and with the way the world is today, with the way electronics are and how easily customizable and custom for a solution it can be. We got to prepare for that, and that's kind of where this looking into the future thing. Yeah, do you do you do you have to pay a certain amount of labor for those robots that are automated, the automation that is happening so that 
you can pay for those employees you're firing to get education in something else um, or to, to 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 have education stipends to go learn the thing that they want to do. You know what I mean? Like, or help them apply to another job. So, something that does that, I think, makes sense. Um, could be wishful thinking. That's honestly, not going to happen. Yeah, is, yeah, it's very no, definitely wishful thinking. No um, and happen. someone I wish it would. who was a, a pioneer and did that first would be the only chance, I think, of solidifying that as that would then be, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, the, the precedent. Set the precedent right away and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we. that's what we're going to do. Would you go into a barber shop without any mm, barbers? No, no. Why not? No, that's terrifying to me. Have you ever had a bad haircut? Uh, I don't trust a machine that could. Uh, my uh, my phone could could crash an app. I do not need the uh, the scissors app to crash while it's. Well, I mean, if me. you're getting into a self driving car and the car's going eighty <laughs> miles an hour, at the end of the day, that's just as uh, risky as you know. Oh, of course, something uh, perhaps snipping your your hair. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, I haven't had any robots snipping my hair in a while. And we're, of course, making a completely, like, fantastical automated robot <laughs> in our heads. Like, my, my, it's like all these arms. It's like basically out of, like, Looney Tunes, where just all these arms come down and they can, like, do everything to you. Yeah. That... Not to mention, uh, I, the barber that I see now, mm. very talkative, maybe a little too much, but I really enjoy going to him. Yeah. Because. Uh, no, believe me, I do like going to my barber despite mm-hmm. my goofy hair right now, but I really like going there and having a conversation. So do we just add in a uh, an AI barber voice? Right. How do you like your hair? Or is that right. is that just you know, just skip it? So so I guess then the the I guess the cause we should we should close up here. Our time is our time is short. We're up against it. We're up against the clock. So when does it go? When is that too far when it comes to replacing basically every job with something automated? You said it perfectly earlier. There needs to be a plan. And if there's one thing that we know about people in general, it's that we never seem to have a plan. Mm. Whether it's day to day, whether it's for the whole race, we don't have a plan. So. All of this is only going to lead to bad things. And I'm not being a, you know, a Debbie Downer or a pessimist, but just mm-hmm. if we continue on this path yes. of we're taking your jobs and we are not, this isn't like, um, this isn't necessarily we remove the horse and buggy industry, but good news, there's right. a car industry, you can go hop in there. Right. The people who are driving cars now for a living, like let's say you're an Uber or Lyft driver, which is, think of how new that industry is. Mm-hmm. So you're an Uber or Lyft driver now, and actually Uber and Lyft are going to automate all of their cars. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not so like, oh, you can just go and drive a, well, actually everything's driving themselves now, so you can't drive yeah. anymore. Right. Oh, and, and that goes for the, the semi-truck drivers too, who mm-hmm. are hauling, you know, think of how many jobs that will render useless right. when the semi-trucks are hauling themselves. Mm-hmm. So until there's a plan, it will only be bad for us. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Yeah. The problem is, though, is that all of the solutions that have been floated haven't – there is no, no. – the reason that – there is no solution mm-hmm. right now. And the possible solutions like don't give me the fixed income, like – And that's only come into my mind recently as – 
potential solution. I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like that either. And, and so here's where it goes too far for me, where an automation replaces everything. There, we're not evolved yet to, like as, as a human species, we're not evolved yet to have everything taken away from us. Um, those menial things, um, we're barely even, I mean, with all the research that's coming out today with microbiomes and the, like, in, in a nutshell, basically, because of the environment we live in and that we've had to have had to mass produce to feed all these people, we've kind of torched the nutrients and, and the the culture of stuff that people are ingesting. They're not getting the right cost. They're getting chronic diseases that are coming up. Again, it's just initial research, but I really, I've, I've looked a lot into it. I've had some issues myself, and there's a definite direction. Um, we could move in in the future here, but it's we need to pay attention to what are the things as human beings that we need to keep intact. Like what are, like you said, going to a barber and having a conversation with him. Yeah. It's a little annoying, but he's still your barber. Oh, oh I love it. Oh, no, 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 nothing but it's great. Right. Just a little bit of like a little bit of that awkwardness and just having a social interaction. The, the plug and play like, Oh, okay. I'm going to do this. Okay, cool. We're, we're in a good job. We're having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already dehumanizing ourselves with phones. I mean, what are we going to do when we don't have to work with other people? What, like, there's certain aspects that we have to keep, I think, until we're evolved enough to get past it. And I think if we move too fast, we're going to see some serious things. And I think it goes back to with this whole self-driving death, this incident, um, we have to be scientific about it. We have to go forward because there are problems we don't know that are going to happen. And if we don't test and continuously poke and prod and see where things go wrong and then adjust, we're just going to keep causing major problems that the automation solved this thing, but now we got to come up with something else to fix this thing. That's not solving a problem. That's just making everyone do more work for no reason when we could just be testing it the whole time. So that's where it goes too far for me is, is are we, are we doing a disservice to us as primates if we don't have an environment where we can be primates? Like I know we'll be able to adapt, but is it a good adaptation? Is it going to make us, is it better for us in the long run? I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it is to me. If only there was some supercomputer that we could ask this <laughs> And it would give us the answer. It would be all over then, John. Watson, how do we solve this? <laughs> and then you could see how Watson could become, we do it right you know. now with Google and, and Alexa and Siri. We do that now. Oh, what is it? God, we're screwed. Anyways. <laughs> At least until next episode. Until next episode. So this was good. I, I like this. Um, folks, if, if, if you guys enjoyed this, please let us know. Um, we'd love to come back and just do these topics where we just kind of rant and talk about what we think could happen, what we like, what we don't like. Um, feel free to let us know. Email us at uh, todayinspacepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at todayinspacepod. We finally have our own podcast page. You can find me at El Greco, E-L-G-R-3-C-O. And you can find uh, us at the website uh, todayinspace.net don't forget uh, we also have merch we've got our t-shirts over at threadless dot uh, 
todayinspace.threadless.com. Um, they're $18 each. You can help support the podcast. Um, we also have our sponsor with Audible. You can get your free first book and a free trial. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash todayinspace, get your free book. Um, we'll be recommending one on this episode. Um, so definitely go check that out. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you, John, for coming on. This was fun. Thank you for having me, Alex. As always. Always a pleasure. As always, spread love and spread science. Have a great week. Get out there. Do what you got to do, guys. Enjoy yourselves. See you later. seconds of bonus content okay the book that you can recommend maybe yeah. it's a book called what if okay uh it's not so much a book as it is a series of what if questions mm. and they were written by a science super nerd blogger cool. who after years received like what if the earth stopped spinning what would happen oh. and then he's like well let me use science to figure that out and he uses all sorts of satire and nice. funny, like handmade drawings. It's just, it's <laughs> what if? It's okay, up my cool. alley. It's up your alley. Cool. It's uh, it's an excellent book. I would definitely recommend it. Very good.